Hello and welcome to the Show Up as a Leader podcast. I am your host, Rosie Ward, and I'm super, super excited to begin this adventure with all of you. You know, for years I've had people say, oh, you know, you should have a podcast and do you have a podcast? And I've always had this thought of why me and who the heck am I to put out a podcast? And what I realized, and those of you who know me or as you get to know me, that was really my own story keeping me safe and small. And we all have an opportunity to contribute our gifts out in the world and, and to make a difference. And I started really realizing in 2020 with events being canceled, so I wasn't able to keynote conferences and be out in front of people, that this is a different way to pivot and still connect with people. And so when we think about showing up as a leader, first and foremost, I define leadership as maximizing our positive impact on the world by becoming our best fully authentic selves and supporting those around us to break past barriers and step into their greatness. So think about that for a second. This means that leadership is not a title. It is not a role. We all know people who have the title and the power and the authority and the responsibility, but we would in no way, shape or form call them a leader. And there are people who don't have the title, the role, the responsibility, yet they are absolutely a leader. And so we all have an opportunity to show up as leaders. And in order to do that, we really have to take what I call an inside-out approach. If we are going to become our best, fully authentic self, there's work to do that. It doesn't happen overnight. And if we are going to maximize our positive impact on the world around us and support others to step into their greatness, that also takes some work. And for more than a decade, I've really been advocating for this inside-out approach to looking at change, to developing ourselves, to developing others, and really ultimately changing the culture of teams and organizations and, and even communities. And why I think this matters now more than ever, and perhaps this is the right time to launch a podcast, is I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown, and I'm so honored to be one of the people who she certified last year to facilitate her Dare to Lead work. And she conducted seven years of research on courageous leadership and really looked at what is the future demand? Who's still gonna be standing and, and what do we need in these volatile uncertain times? And her research found that we need braver leaders in more courageous cultures. This means that when things get tough, like Lord knows they've been in 2020, that we are not keeping ourselves safe and small. We're not putting on our armor, as she would say, and going into self-protective mode. And instead, we are leaning into that discomfort rather than tapping out when things get uncomfortable. We're looking for, yes, this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to have this conversation. Or yes, it's uncomfortable because I don't know what's happening next, but I'm going to look for a path forward. And so for me, I will just say that my armor, and I've written this in our books and blogs, but my armor is really getting into what I call full-blown, pain-in-the-ass, get-shit-done mode. And I get super, super productive, and I start looking at what more I can do, and I overfill my schedule, and I'm just do, 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 do. And then when I do that, guess what? I don't have to feel the discomfort, the uncertainty, the fear, because I'm just too busy to feel. Um, so for me, showing up brave has meant pausing more, really reprioritizing my life and my tasks and what I take on. It's been being real about what my bandwidth actually is. You know, for years, I prided myself with people would joke, what do you wonder woman and how do you do it all? And I kind of wore it as a badge of armor. And 
to some extent that was true, but to some extent it was really at great cost. You know, I wasn't taking care of myself in a way that I could. I wasn't as present with my family. I wasn't having the time for relationships that matter to me. So this has been about getting really clear and advocating for boundaries that allow me to really show up as my best self and constantly anchoring myself in my core values. There's a great exercise in Brene Brown's Dare to Lead book that I do with groups and individuals that if you haven't done it, I highly, highly recommend it. And it's really looking at what our personal core values are. Organizations go through this exercise, but as a human being, it's really about who are we when we are at our best? Do these values define us? Are they what we use to find our way in the dark, to anchor us when things get tough? And you go through all these words and then you figure out what your values are. And it's less about the words per se, but it's how you operationalize them by looking at what are the behaviors you engage in when you are living into that value? What are the behaviors that support you living that value? And then what are the behaviors that she calls slippery behaviors where you are operating outside of that value? And it helps you find your guideposts, if you will. And so for me in doing this work, the value words change, but the behaviors didn't. And so my first core value is making a difference. And when I am operating inside that value, I'm building a nurturing community. I'm challenging my own self-limiting assumptions. I'm showing up genuine and authentically and I'm sharing myself and my ideas, hence the podcast. And I'm speaking up even when it's hard. When I'm operating outside of that value or I'm exhibiting those slippery behaviors, I might push my ideas or be attached to being right. Um, I might stay small and withdraw, like who am I to put myself out there or who cares what I have to say? I overcommit and I avoid conflict. So I always stand in what does it look like for me to make a difference now, given what's going on in the world, my family, et cetera. And my second core value is grace. And so when I'm operating inside of that value, I have a lot more compassion for others as well as myself, because I don't know about you, but I can be pretty darn hard on myself. And I'm curious and open to learn, and I express gratitude more freely. And when I'm operating outside of that value, I start making all kinds of excuses for poor behavior, whether it's loved ones, family members, team members, whatever it might be. I get really, really hard on myself. I start making assumptions and then acting out as if those assumptions were true. And I can get pretty judgmental and righteous. So I share all this with you to say, you know, if we can anchor ourselves and we can get really clear and operationalize our core values it's super, super helpful. And I have mine in like this grid that hangs by my desk and I look at it over and over and over throughout the day. And every time I have an opportunity to tap out versus lean into discomfort, I ground myself in those values to say, okay, how do I want to show up here? And if I'm going to show up as a leader, it means I have to show up in alignment with those values, even if it's uncomfortable. And we all have the opportunity to show up as leaders in our lives. That's just one example of something simple we can do to help on that journey. And I don't know, let's be honest, like 2020 has just flat out been a shit show. And it is really like, it's just one thing after another. I feel like I'm in a bad 90s infomercial where the guy's going to go, but wait, there's more. Now there's murder hornets and now there's jumping worms and now there's this and now there's that. And there's an acronym that we've been borrowing from the Army War College for years to describe kind of this uncertain, volatile, disruptive world we live in. And the acronym is VUCA, volatile, 
uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And I think 2020 has certainly shown us VUCA to the extreme. And why I like referencing what's going on with that acronym VUCA is when we can name something, it helps us understand, process it, deal with it, and figure out a path forward. And what's really, really important, I think, as we look at what our future holds and where we want to go from here is that in this VUCA environment, our brains inherently as human beings are triggered to double down on our armor and self-protect. It is a normal part of the human experience. And so I think it's so important to remind ourselves of that because when I find myself getting hard on myself, I remind myself that, you know what, our world right now is inherently challenging and triggering me left and right to want to double down on self-protection, right, rather than show up as brave. It also means it's doing the same to my neighbors, to my family, to my coworkers, to my clients. And it allows you to kind of take a breath and have a little bit of empathy, right? And go, okay, this is part of the normal experience. So if it's part of the normal experience, how do we rectify this and move forward? Because we're seeing it show up all over the place. And while it's normal, it's not productive. And now I'm seeing there's a whole lot of fatigue and even apathy setting in, right? People are just tired. And that's also normal because when we're in great change, sometimes people will rally and immediately, what do we have to do? And then it prolongs and sits there. And then people just kind of sit back and are like, I can't do this anymore. I can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And then you figure out how do we rise and, and how, do, how do we move forward? And part of being a daring leader is learning to rise after we fall. It is learning to say, okay, I've been in a state of apathy or I've been in a state of fatigue or I've been in a state of kind of almost paralysis. It's time to hit the reset button, pick ourselves back up and find a path forward. And I think this is so, so important. And I know I've been leaning on this and as I've been coaching other people, they've found it helpful too. In our new book, Rehumanizing the Workplace, we talk about these five rehumanizing principles. And they're not just for the workplace, they also work for our teams and our families and our communities. And the first principle is build a lighthouse. If you think about it, much like a lighthouse cuts through the fog and kind of tells boats where to go when the waters are really, really stormy, that's what building a lighthouse does in terms of rehumanizing workplaces and teams and really helping us as individuals. When we can get clear about our purpose, like why are we here? For me, I've realized when I'm at my best and I'm contributing to the lives of others and making a positive impact, my why or my purpose is to foster moments of insight so that people can break past barriers and show up as the best version of themselves. And so doing this podcast is another way for me to further that purpose. If there's a moment of insight, if there's a moment of something you can grab onto that inspires you or helps you move forward in a different way, then I'm serving my purpose well. And it's also using our core values to provide that anchor and calm in the midst of these VUCA storms. And like so many of you, I've had to pivot how I show up in my life and in my business this year. And again, it's all been anchored in my core values and my purpose. How do I want to show up as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a neighbor, as a daughter? How do I want to show up as a business owner? How does that mean pivoting our business and moving things to a virtual environment? How does that 
factor into what types of clients we take on and what things I say no to. And so certainly some days are really, really rough waters, but this has really helped me find my way in the dark. And so if you haven't done this work, if there's one thing I can impart on you is really build that lighthouse for yourself, especially Lord knows what the fall is going to bring. And, you know, we're going to have cold and flu season on top of the pandemic and with school starting. And it's just, there's a lot of potential chaos ahead, but we can find that calm and that groundedness to kind of help us muddle through those waters. And the other thing that I've been anchoring myself in and just reminding myself and reminding my clients of is rehumanizing principle number three, which is weight in the messy middle. I know we would all love a fast forward button right now. Um, I would love one, but there isn't a fast forward button in life. It can be so tempting to want to jump to quick fixes or promises of a quick fix or return to a past quote unquote normal, even though let's be honest, normal wasn't working for so many people. And so this middle that we're in right now is messy and there is struggle and know that it is in our human DNA to avoid or postpone discomfort. However, there is tremendous value, growth, learning, and yes, even sparkle when we lean into that discomfort and the messiness. So what I found helpful is we need to recognize that the messiness is always there. We need to name it. We need to go, oh, I'm in the messy middle. We've got to own it, own that we're in that mess. And then while we're in there, practice giving ourselves and others grace over and over and over. Because those voices are going to come up that are like, I should have done this better. He should have done that better. She should have done that better. Whatever. Judgment. All types of things. And we've got to turn to curiosity and grace multiple, multiple times a day. Multiple times an hour, perhaps. You know, if you think about any growth or transformation you've had in your life that was meaningful, it's probably been preceded by a hefty dose of struggle and you've gone through that messy middle, right? I mean, think about like when you were learning to ride a bike or if you ever learned a new skill or a sport or a musical instrument or another language, there was that period in the middle where you felt awkward. You didn't know if you wanted to do it. You were getting frustrated. You're like, what's the point? But then when you kept at it, and you let yourself learn and make tweaks, and you came out the other side, there was energy and maybe pride. And and we've got to recognize that. This messy middle we are all in. And we don't know when we're going to come out the other side or what that's going to look like, but we can shape that path. And we can, instead of fighting the messy middle, acknowledge it's part of the journey, and then look at how do we want to show up during this messy middle. Because in the middle, we will fall down over and over again. We're going to make missteps. We're going to piss people off. We're going to do things that we're not happy about with ourselves. The key is learning from it and then figuring out how do we rise and get back up again. And so know that whether you're employed or not, or you're a parent or not, or you have a formal leadership role or not, all of us can show up as leaders, but we can't grow and be leaders or figure out how to rise and create a better world around us if we don't give ourselves permission to be in the middle of the mess. So I know that we are not just waiting in the messy middle. We might even be drowning in the messy middle right now. 
right? We don't know how much longer this pandemic is going to go on. We don't know what it means for our work, for our schools, for our way of life. We don't know if we're going to be traveling. I don't know if I'm going to be speaking at conferences in 2021 or if everything's going to be canceled or virtual. I don't know when I get to see some of my clients in person again versus through a computer screen. And we as a society have also had an awakening, I think, and are in the middle of the messiness of the racial and social injustices that have been embedded in our systems and society for far too long. I don't know about you, but I've been in the middle of a whole lot of discomfort as I've been reading and educating myself and thinking, why was I never taught this stuff in school? And how did I not know about redlining before? And how did I not know about this? And how have I been in this bubble? And so it's been unsettling, but I know the path forward is to continue to lean into that discomfort as well. The good news is that we can be in community and stay connected while we work through this incredibly messy middle. You're not alone. I'm not alone. Yes, it looks different for all of us, but we are all in this messy middle together. It's just some are drowning, some are waiting, some are tiptoeing. And so my hope for this podcast is to share insights that I have with all of you based on what I'm learning from my clients, what I'm reading, my life experiences, but also leverage the collective wisdom of some incredible people who are showing up as brave leaders in their lives and making a positive difference. Because I really believe we can all learn from each other. So I'm so excited for my first few guests that I'm interviewing for this podcast and for them to share their thoughts with you. And I'm super excited about the community I know we're going to build from this podcast. And I look forward to being on this journey with you. And I just want to remind you that remember, you have the choice every day to show up as a leader. So choose courage over comfort, embrace your humanity, and never ever dull your sparkle. Take care, everyone.